we are beginning to be able, cautiously and with our eyes open, to encourage some interchange of ideas. We have to start thinking about tomorrow. I've heard that somewhere. Save your energy. We must act today in order to preserve tomorrow. And let there be no misunderstanding. Our objectives are clear. Well, I like to go in and rush and stuff with this rock and roll music. You think the Russians could dig your kind of music? They'll dig it. Save your energy. Lucky under! The big brusque said that is just a damn it like I know. All right, so uh, welcome. This is Here You Are, Wassa, a podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dino. And I am Eric, your other host. And we've been lucky enough to be graced by my main man, Seth, from Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. So obviously this has nothing to do with Wausau. And Amanda from the Great Northwoods as well. And uh, I've always wanted Seth to be on the podcast, and specifically because he won't talk, he apparently doesn't want to talk about running on his his own <laughs> podcast, which is, Seth, what's your podcast called? I do a podcast called Workbench Podcast with my friend Bill Meese. And, uh, and what is it you, you dorks talk about? We talk about dork stuff, like apps and email and productivity. So, And, yeah. uh, and so the fun thing is I, I really like how you and Bill know each other. So how is it you, <laughs> you and Bill came to be you and Bill? We, we, both played, uh, in, <laughs> we both played in Christian metal bands back in the late 90s. Wow. Yeah, and that and that's how we met, and we uh, stayed in touch throughout the years. Uh, him working for record labels, and me working and starting my own music blog and such throughout the years, and we worked together for years. And every time we got together, we talked less and less, pretty much about oh? the, hey. the metal. Hold oh, second, Keith. Keith. Hey, Keith is here. So uh, yes, Keith, I want to introduce you. We're we're live. We're podcasting now, buddy. So, oh wow! Yeah, All so right, you're you're late to the party. So Keith, we're Hello. here with Seth from uh, Stroudsburg and Amanda from the Great Northwoods. So Amanda, yeah, and Eric's here as well. Sorry, Eric. Hi, Eric. So hi, Keith. Keep going, Seth. I'm sorry. Uh, I was saying that we uh, we weren't playing uh, in Christian metal bands anymore, but we always talked about apps and computer stuff and other nerdy things. So we figured, why not just record it and put it online? And that's what we've been doing. I th- we're up to episode like eighty something, I believe. So yeah. So uh, Seth, or I'm sorry, Keith. Seth does a podcast called the Workbench Podcast. Workbench. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, yeah, so apparently it comes out of the the funniest of musical genres, the Christian metal genre. Yeah, right. <laughs> then, it spawned from that. Yes, many moons ago. Yes. <laughs> so we on. Yeah, Keith. Um, let's let's start with you. So, because we want to talk about specifically running tonight, because uh, you run, Amanda runs, Seth runs, and Eric and I have a podcast, and we don't run. So we thought we should have people on who run. <laughs> Um, I used to. I used to run. I'm did you really? Just, yes, I really did. Because you're awful tall. I don't well, think tall people run well. Well, I didn't say I run well. <laughs> okay. You know, I said right. I, I used to run. Okay. Well, right. you're completely <laughs> wrong too. Oh, really? You know, tall, tall people run very well. Oh, okay. I don't really run. You don't? No, I plod. I oh, you uh, plod? jog. <laughs> I. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know how to describe. I walk what I fast. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I look around for hours at a time. So, but Keith, you're doing this thing where you're running in all in all the counties in Wisconsin, right? Yes. So tell us a little running. Bit of, oh, go ahead. So tell Sorry. us a little bit about that. It's called running and well, oh, the full name is the 2017 running and riding in Wisco project, and the rules are uh, constantly changing, but the rules are. By December 31st, 2017, midnight, I will have run in all 72, run or ride bike in all 72 counties. And uh, I need to either run three miles, bike 15 miles on bituminous or concrete pavement roads, or ride an hour on trails that are not on hard packed surfaces. And that's about it. 
And so how many counties have you got done yet? I think I just wrote I just wrote a piece that should go online tomorrow and I cannot remember. I think I've done 13 now. Wow. Got a bunch more to go. I think yeah, uh, thirteen <laughs> minus seventy-two, whatever that number is, yeah, that's, that's how many yeah. I need to do. I yeah. actually did the percentage for this particular uh, column, and I am at fifteen percent of the counties completed. Hmm. So why did you decide to do this? Um, well, there's a lot of reasons, but the main thing is, is because I could not run in all fifty states in 2017. And so uh, a friend of mine, a friend of mine and I, uh, we started this sort of uh, this sort of goal, I guess I would call it, to run in as many states as you possibly can. And I wrote about it for the Wassa Daily Herald and and the the other USA Today Network newspapers. And then people started stopping me and saying, "So, are you going to run all of, in all fifty states in the, you know, in 2017?" And I'd have to say, uh, "No." And I realized that people like projects that can be completed in a certain amount of time. And I and I started thinking, "Well, what can I do in a year? You know, can I run in all the streets of Wassa in a year?" And I thought, "Well, maybe I could, but it, that would be kind of boring." So I uh, decided, I guess with a lot of help from my friends and, you know, suggestions that this county thing might be uh, doable. And then that, that really, so I wrote about that and sort of committed to it, but I really didn't think it through very well. And I didn't really understand sort of the commitment level that it would take. Um, so I'm, I'm not confident that i will be able to do this but uh i'll give it a good shot i'll give it a good run <laughs> we were somewhere around barstow on the edge of the desert when the drugs began to take hold yeah exactly <laughs> right oh <laughs> yeah i did not do that on purpose so i oh. am i am uh, like i told dino i'm very tired at this moment so part of an offshoot of of this project is one of the first projects, uh, one of the first segments I did was in Adams County, which is about an hour and a half south of Wassa. Um, for folks in Pennsylvania, Adams County is north of Chicago. Um, the uh, um, I ran with a running group, and that was a very uncomfortable thing for me because I've been running on my own for so long. And I'm not very good. I'm terrible, actually. And uh, I was really sort of insecure about that. And it, it turned out to be a fantastic experience. And I thought, hey, maybe I should try our Wassa Runners Club, which is called the Wassa Striders. And these people are very, very good runners, terrific athletes. But I've uh, found that it's been such a great a life-changing experience, I would say, at this point, um, to, to, to try to run with them. And I did that tonight. They meet on Tuesday nights, and I'm always a little just wrecked after, oh, like doing a fraction of what these guys do. But basically, I sort of, we sort of, uh, because I'm old, slow, and fat, I've sort of, we got to modify the workouts because there's no way I can keep up with them and do what they do. You said something interesting. What, Did something I? About, something about them being good runners. And I'm curious to know what everybody thinks. What makes a good runner? Um, so I'll give my definition and then other people can jump in. You know, these are, these terms are really almost personal but in my in my viewpoint a good runner is is somebody who can just run fast that's also a relative term but these guys are like winning races uh the lead, the coach of the i guess the coach of the club ran in college and he ran a 5k in 15 minutes or something like that Holy and that's way. phenomenal. It's really fast. It's not elite level fast, but it's not that far away from elite level fast. Yeah, that's bonkers. 
So, so I, I kind of viewpoint, you know, if people are cranking out seven to six minute miles, if they're going, you know, seven minute miles, uh, in workouts, that's to me, that's like, that's running. And I, on a regular time, I'm working out at God, you know, 11 minute miles. Yeah. Me too. 11, 10 and a half. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's yeah. Yeah. And so I'm old now. Uh, I remember in high school thinking, man, if I'm running 10 minute miles, I'm just going to quit because that's hardly even walking. You know, I mean, that's that's not running. That's walking. But now I'm now I'm doing 11 minute miles and I'm going, okay, I can live with this. I have to remind myself that this. Oh, go ahead. That's a great time. That's nothing to ever be ashamed of when. I was at my peak. I was running sub six minute miles. Wow. Um, children happened. And I got back into it and I could barely hit a 10 minute mile. And now I'm I'm back down into about the eight minute, eight to nine minute comfortable zone for myself. If I wanted to push it, I could. Um, but there's a lot more to run, running than just being fast, too. It's a mental strength that you have to build in running. I'm running yeah. right now, actually. I'm running while we do this podcast. It usually takes about an hour, so <laughs> wow. I'm not I'm not sure I'll be finished by the time it's done. But your breath is so steady. That's, yeah. That's what 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 pace level are you working at? <laughs> I I just find for myself with running, uh, you know, I I only started uh, hardly about a year ago. In July, it'll be a year, and my biggest thing is is I just love being in the woods. Or just being on trails and stuff like that. So I kind of figure, like, the faster I do it, because then that means, like, uh, I'm not in the woods as much then. So, great. If I can spend 30 minutes or 40 minutes out there slogging through four, four and a half miles, that's awesome. I'll I'll go slow. That's a whole different kind of running, too. Trail running. It is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, compared to running on, you know, an asphalt. Trail. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm That's lucky a hell of to a different workout. I'm I'm lucky to be around. Uh, there's a, a a levee, like in it, basically in my backyard, uh, that was built after the flood of '55. It's this gorgeous, just like wide open four and a half mile loop of just grass trail, and then there's some dirt trail along it and st- and stuff. And so I started there because I was like, well, no one. When I started, I was like, well, no one can see me run bad here. And, you know, like, look at that guy, you know, (laughs) running off slow and stuff. And, and yeah. And so, uh, I, I just kept at it and, and find, and then I kind of like revisited like mountain bike trails that I used to ride in my twenties. Uh, and yeah, just, and again, nothing fast. I'm not like flying through the woods, but it was like, oh, I'm just kind of walking through the woods at parts. So that's fine with me. Do you have a preference, uh, Amanda, as far as running? I love Uh, trail running. If I I can trail run, I do. It's a lot easier on your joints. And as you get older, you know, they they don't work as well as they used to. So the concrete is is very um, pounding on your joints. That's why I do a lot of cross training. Um, When I'm training for marathons, when I'm training for a longer run, I don't actually do as much running as you think you would do. Um, I do a lot of other kinds of things so that I'm not constantly pounding my joints. Um, but I do love trail running, the, the being able to, to the smells, the fresh air, the nature. Mm. Um, it, it slows everything down. It's very, very calming. So I actually looked up a, there's a concept that the Japanese have put forth and I, I can't ever remember the Japanese uh, um, terminology for it but it, it, it translates into uh, forest bathing mm. it's, it, it's called Shinrin Yoku I've got it on a, on a notepad here and the, the the concept is is that you you sort of it can mean forest bathing or taking in the forest atmosphere. And the concept is is that you, when you go into a forest or a, a place with trees and green and all surrounding you, that it it has health benefits. Mm. And Japanese studies have shown this to uh, th- that this concept 
can they say it's true? Probably not, uh, but it, it, it bolsters that concept. And I always think when I'm when I'm running on trails is that there's just more oxygen in the air because the plants are exuding oxygen. So sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna feel better because of that. So I'm I'm that way too. And that's part of the part of this running in counties thing is that I knew that I knew I knew about the Ice Age Trail, which sort of bisects Wisconsin, and I wanted to get access more access to that but i didn't realize how many other trails there are across the state and i generally look for trails when i'm uh when i'm sort of scouting out places to run and uh it's worked out great there are trails there are trails everywhere very surprising to me Ooh, that sounds awesome i'm minutes away from the appalachian trail and ah oh yeah and I've I've run small bits of that so far in my young running career, but uh, yeah, it's very rocky, it's slow going, but oh my goodness, yes. yeah, to be able to be near any kind of trails like that is 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 fascinating. So, Seth, what made you start is, running? Uh, excuse me. Go ahead, Keith. Where, where's Stroudsburg? Uh, eastern, northeastern uh, Pennsylvania. It's a it's an hour and a half drive from New York City. Uh, yeah. directly east, and it's an hour and a half drive uh, north of Philadelphia. Delaware Gap, right? Delaware Water Gap. Yep. yep. I've been there. Yeah. I've, oh, uh, I haven't. I, I haven't run there, but I've mm-hmm. run on the Appalachian Trail in New York. Um, and um, yeah, yeah, you are in a great mm-hmm. spot. Oh, people I... are people are always surprised, but I get a more of a, a kind of a wilderness experience a half an hour on a New York City or on the East Coast than I do sometimes in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of woods here, a lot of trail and all that stuff. So I love it. Seth, <clears throat> why'd you start running? You said you've only been running about a year, well, year and a half. Well, a, a very good friend of mine, uh, my buddy Travis that I talked to a whole bunch, uh, it was around last year, July 8th. It was a 4th of July picnic, and, and we were always texting back and forth. And he's like, man, someone at this fourth of july picnic uh, uh bet me that i couldn't run an eight minute mile and he's like i i and i and he tried it and of course he failed miserably and uh because he, he's not a runner um and i was like well i wonder if i could do it and i i've been a, a cyclist for a good number of years uh, not so much recently but uh, but i've always kind of either cycled or, or walked or hiked a, a bunch so i was like well i wonder if i could do it and i tried it and i did it in 13 minutes but then i couldn't walk downstairs very well for five days <laughs> but but i kept but, but i kept with it i was like i want to do this and and because i i have friends uh that do trail running uh marathons ultra marathon stuff and I was like, I kind of want to do this. And I downloaded the Couch to 5K app, and I did that over the summer. And I, I've been running pretty much like every other day since. So, yeah. Why did you want to do it? So, okay. So, I mean, if you looked at American mm-hmm. uh, success or failure, you failed at that first mile. Oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, I totally did. But, so what made you want to keep on doing it? Why did you say, ah, hell with this. I'm just um, going to go well, uh, bike. <laughs> right. Uh, no, because, well, there, one, there was there was friends of mine that were running. And I thought, wow, maybe I could do that. That'd be neat. But also, two, I was in an unhealthy place, uh, diet-wise, activity-wise. I just didn't like how I felt. I uh, It was just a, a, a grimy place. And I was like, I, I need to do something now. And and uh, this was uh, soon after I, when did I start? Yeah, it was soon after I turned 40. So I was like, I should, okay, if I haven't started now, maybe I should start now at 40. And and and, and so I did. And, and that kind of, yeah, just, I, it kind of stuck with me. It was, and, and it was also a challenge. It was also this kind of thing, like there was so much out of my, hands uh, uh in a way that i got into this you know non-active crappy diet situation uh just various life things but this was something that i could kind of control this was something that i could you know okay every other day i'm gonna go out and do this thing 
Uh, and the, 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 they were just like tiny wins for me. And then like those off days, it was like, oh, the next day I get to run again and, and try to run for eight minutes at once. And yeah, I, I really enjoyed that to, to just keep going with that. Red, how did you start? Because you must have been I running for a long time before the kids, right? I started running as a little kid. I remember being that kid saying, watch how fast I can run. <laughs> and I, it was just in my blood. Um, I took a big time off after my, my children and I, I got back into it, I would say mid to early thirties, um, more heavily in the last probably three years. Um, I've been running and it, it really kind of is an addiction though. Once you once you get in a right groove, and I really like running with people, um, sharing that chit chat and banter and the the positivity. Um, there's just something about it, the endorphin release that you get from running. It's it's really anything else. It's you either hate it or you love it. And I think most people, if they give it a shot in the right circumstances, they probably will end up loving it. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the endorphin thing and that I think that is one of the things that's kept me in it. I I just love reading about the science of it too, the science of running and the f- exercise physiology, but you know, studies have shown that among the among the chemicals that are released into your brain when you are doing an aerobic workout is uh oh, come on, I can't think of the chemical, but it's uh it's a, a in marijuana, it's it's not exactly the same, but it is uh, very similar, and uh, and uh, that's that's something I go for, and I think I'm lucky that I, it seems like I can go out. I don't know how you are, Amanda or Seth. If, you know, if you go out, if there's a certain way of running and you get that runner's high, but I seem to get it in a lot of different ways. And not every single time, but many, many times. And it's, it's, it's become an antidepressant for me. If I don't run, I become depressed. And I don't like that feeling very much at all. And so I just keep going. That's, it. That's interesting that you talk about um, depression, um, anxiety. Um, it, the, the chemicals that are released in, in aerobic workouts really can help fight off a lot of those um, issues that people deal with. And that's when I started getting back into my running, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety issues. Um, I was having panic attacks and actually had gone so far as I went on, to, on medication um, to help. Yeah. And then I started started realizing that I needed to change something. I started incorporating exercise into my life. And within six months after starting medication, I was able to start weaning myself off um, just through exercise and having that release. It's so beneficial to your mind, to your body. It's, it's such a great tool for people to use. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting because I used to be I used to call myself a runner anyway. And you talk about the endorphins and the, the, it's almost an addiction that you get. I can still feel that today. I can't run because of medical conditions, but I can still feel that. And I still get cravings and it's been probably 15 years since I've taken a good run. And it's, it's just really odd to me because I can still feel that sensation. I can still feel that urge to, to get out there and, just go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you know have you ever been a runner? I know you were a big swimmer when no, you were I'm, younger. No, I was a yeah, I was a swimmer growing up and uh, into college and stuff, and and so it was. It's a it's a different thing where you know you're only going twenty five yards at a time, and then you're turning around and going the other way. So it was <laughs> it was a completely different thing. But like we did uh, in college. I, I did the Wasa Triathlon one year, and uh, and I felt like I was going to die, you know, <laughs> um, because I was a, I was a competent cyclist as a young man, and I was a um, 
I was a I was a good swimmer, so I came out of the water just fine. But then as soon as you know it was time to run, I was like, well, my body's going to explode because I didn't plan for this at all, you know. <laughs> and and the deal was I was younger and smaller and the appropriate sized human being, and I, you know, but it was one of those things where I probably ran. I don't know, four times before that. And I just thought, you know, I, I'm my cardiovascular life is fine. I'll be okay. But yeah, I wasn't. And uh, yeah, I was being passed by grandmothers and stuff like that. And it was one of those things where you just go, yeah, this is, this is shitty. I don't, I don't like this at all. I like the pool. I like open water swimming and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's funny how you guys are all sort of parroting this idea of, of uh, the anti-depressing, the depressant factor of it. And it, it's it's universally true, sort of. I think in most cardiovascular pursuits, isn't it? I mean, Keith and, and Seth, you mm-hmm. guys ride as have ridden as well. Do you think the yeah. is the endorphin load or whatever it is you experience different when you ride long distances on a bike versus when you run Oof. the distances you run? You Oof. know, that's a good question because I have actually and I've swum. I've swum quite a bit too because I was. I did some triathlons when I was younger, and I think the swimming high is the best high. And my theory about that is because you're, uh, you know, you're kind of alone. You're uh, laying down, and and the blood circulates in your brain better because you're not working against gravity. I, but I think I don't... there's been lots of writing about how the the physical sensation of swimming is is one of the strange triggers for physiology. I I think it's super like I was a swim coach for a short moment in my life and it's it was really fun to see all of the scholastic work around swimming like there's a there's the swim coaches bible called swimming even faster I think it's on its 13th edition and it's and it's just these they're big giant massive books you know and so but yeah so I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but go ahead and uh keep talking about the high versus bikes versus running Well, I think I get it in the uh, cycling too, and it's mostly I'm not really feeling it while I'm doing these things. Uh, it's more like afterwards, and I usually I do like to, uh, you know, sit, you know, sit quietly. Uh, sometimes I'll meditate afterwards, but I'm not I'm not big on the meditation. But it's just uh, that's when I feel it. I just feel like I'm lifting, and I get that in in cycling too. Yeah, I just remember a lot of my like long distance biking, but like it was kind of dreadful at times. Like yeah. I don't, I don't remember a high from it. I, I, yeah. I kind of remember the high of just like some of the sights I would see and like always stopping and like taking pictures or something like that. I, I was never really a fast long distance biker or anything. Um, but yeah, I think more so with the running because it's so much just it's just me and a pair of shoes. Yeah, uh, and, and I think like, you know, I, I'm coming back. I had strep throat, so like I was out of running for like two weeks. And but but like getting back to 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 where my mileage and my heart rate was before all that, all that to say of like you know, getting back and getting through that first mile, that second mile, and then like almost like and and each step of those first two miles of just being like, man, I'd really feel a lot more comfortable if I was on the couch eating like a bowl of ice cream or something. Yes. So badly. But and, and just wanting to like stop Seth, you could just walk and look at your phone and check Twitter. But but then I find myself like I'm at mile three and like I'm like, I'm never stopping. I'm just going to keep going. Like there's this feel like I, and I don't remember that like on a bike. I, I remember at mile 60 on a bike and like, no, we're done. We no, we are really done. Like stop, call for help. Someone has to pick you up. I totally agree with that. I, I don't get the same runners high or the high when I'm biking. Um, only other, activity that I really have gotten that through is when I, when I do an insanity class, I'm an instructor for that as well. And it's such a high intensity workout Mm -hmm. that you get that within the first five minutes of working out. It's, it's incredible. Um, and you just feel so 
incredibly good. You just want to keep going and going because you're just, you're pushing yourself and it just, it feels so, it hurts. It, it's hard, but it feels good at the same time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all that. I think I remember a little bit too, like when I used to play basketball, just like pickup games of basketball, because there was so much going on. There's people everywhere and running here and this and that. And like, I just remember too, like in my, you know, this is younger years of, <laughs> of, 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 I was never a good, uh, uh, I was never good offensively. But I always played with a group of friends that loved to smoke weed before we played basketball. <laughs> so like I did. So my performance at the beginning of us playing was not good. But as the game progressed, I got a whole lot better <laughs> because I wasn't smoking weed. I, I was like, wow, I'm an amazing ball handler and scorer. Look at me go. And it's because everyone else was in slow motion. But so that was my my high. That was my basketball high. Natural yeah i get it a little bit so there's a difference in between road biking and mountain biking and mm. i find that i get a, a more engaged i don't want to call it a high but more engaged mountain biking because you have to focus so hard uh, to me it's a more of a ment that's more of a mental activity than almost than a physical activity and then i'll so i you know, you guys, uh, you know, talk about I walk all the time when I'm running. You know, if I get tired, I'm <laughs> I'm quitting. You know, I just quit and then I start again. Uh, but and I, I use like my heart rate for running for for mm -hmm. a long thing. So that makes it easy because my heart rate, you know, if you're in an easy zone, it's, it's easy. You know, I mean, it's fairly easy. But for like mountain biking, you're so engaged with the mental part of the of the thing, so you don't crash into a tree that you forget that you're actually riding a bicycle, and then you stop and you realize your heart is going like crazy and you're breathing hard, and then that's that's such a cool feeling. I think that you you become consumed by this this thing and you lose yourself in it. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Have any of you? I mean, it's related to running. Uh, participated in Ironmans? No. <laughs> well, so Not an Ironman is yet. is big time. <laughs> Have you done it, Amanda? Have you done an Ironman? No, but, you know, it's, it's kind of creeping up on me as something that I may want to try to conquer. Holy at least, crap. At least one Holy time. Holy shit. At least yes. once. So that's like a, uh, you know, just that's a three mile swim, 118 uh -huh. miles of biking, which I don't think I've never gone over 100. And and then it's a marathon. And so that's big time. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you know, so I've done two marathons and that, you know, wrecked me. And I've gone 100 miles on a bike that wrecked me. I've never swum three miles ever. I can't imagine it. Although no, I haven't I, either. So that's, <laughs> that's fun because I have two friends who grew up. One is a professional triathlete from Wausau. And yes. Then, and then uh, a buddy of mine uh, is a uh, just a recreational Ironman distance triathlete, which I think is the dumbest thing. Him and his wife are both that way. Um, and then... Uh, recently I got to know, or I got to have, uh, some interaction with John Joseph from the Cro-Mags and he's an oh. Ironman distance triathlete as well. And it's just a, like my friend Cam, who, who's from DC Everest, who does try Ironman distance triathletes, profession triathlons professionally. Like he's like, yeah, I'm going to go out for a 12 hour bike ride on Saturday. Yes. The fuck off. Just seriously. Just yes. fuck you. You know, I won't even drive my car for 12 hours, you know, and they you know, I won't either. Right. And he's like, I'm going to, yeah. What is one day? He's like, I'm going to ride my bike from Gainesville to wherever's 12 hours away. I'm going to sleep over and then I'm going to ride my bike home the next day. Oh, I'm like, shut up. You're a dick, you know? Nope. And then the amount of equipment, like Seth brought up this idea of just me and my shoes the amount of mm -hmm. equipment that apparently triathletes ride and use is triathlon bikes are ridiculous. 
They're the they're the worst things in the world. They shouldn't. They should be outlawed. <laughs> so I love cycling. I I love every kind of cycling, but a a time trial bike is just an awful thing. It's ugly. Looks it's cruel. useless yeah. for yeah. most riding, and it and it's it's a terrible position to be in. And they're always crashing them. <laughs> Type in triathlon and crashes, and you'll be entertained forever. <laughs> Amanda, don't do it. Amanda, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So I. So the other. The, have any of the you? The biking was probably scares me the most. Really? That's a. It is. Why? Uh, no, I am completely serious about the biking. Uh, Why? Because Why would that those be so scary? The bike scares me the most. I think is because it's so it's going to be the biggest expense that you oh, have yeah. to put into it. Oh yeah, and I'm yep. so yeah. cheap when it comes to that stuff like that. So most of these most of these people who are like pros or really good at it do use time trial bikes. Yes, and if you guys ever watched, you know, like the Tour de France, that's a, that's a, a a segment a discipline of cycling, and it's it's meant to do one thing only is go fast and go fast straight. What happens with a triathlon is that you're kind of tired from the swim, and they you do you they don't handle well. They just don't. You really have to be careful with these things, and they crash easily. And, and yeah, and I don't like I don't like crashing. No. It's not fun. No. I really like seeing my friend Steve and my friend Cam post pictures of their bikes online because it's they're, they're me. yeah, it's ridiculous. Like so, Steve. I, I, you know, I know that he doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're just going to talk about him behind his back here on the internet. But um, so Steve uh, is the is arguably the toughest person I know. Maybe Mike Mead is a little bit tougher, but Steve is the toughest person I ever grew up with. And so he married a girl, and so his wife works at Monsanto as the head of advanced mathematics for whatever the hell that means. And and he oh, wow. and he works as the head of biochem for Cargill. And so they don't have they don't have children. They have ten thousand dollars triathlon bicycles. Oh, dear Lord. Yep. Yeah. And they trap like he's uh, I think this weekend he's going to Cozumel. They're going to Cozumel to do an Ironman length triathlon. And then in a couple of months, they're going to Norway to do a, an Ironman triathlon in Norway. And I'm like, I guess, you know, that's your, you work, you guys essentially work for the axis of evil. Why not just be, just be these weird super people? You know, that's fine. You know, yeah. And I'm lucky enough that I broke his nose when we were kids. So I feel completely exonerated of anything, but yes, Monsanto and Cargill and weird triathlon people. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Maybe the broken nose is what, created all this you know you, you something in his brain got miswired and he goes i think this is a good idea he has 12 brothers and sisters he, he's oh the 13th child and he's as in his job he's viewed by his parents as the black sheep because everyone else is are either educators or doctors and so he's <laughs> viewed 13. as yeah exactly he's viewed as this idiot child so yeah <laughs> So he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I really do respect what I respect triathlons. I even respect the people who do the time trial bikes. You know, that's all great. But to me, it's just, oh, my goodness. They just it looks uncomfortable. Yeah, they don't handle well. The best thing about cycling is that feeling of freedom and flight. And, uh, you know, you're in that tuck position. You're looking at your elbows or the pavement and uh, and. yeah, it's no fun. I don't think. I, I have. That seems a whole lot more sane to me than a marathon. Ah, 20, yeah, yeah. Twenty-six point whatever miles. I mean, that's just nonsense. <laughs> you people are crazy. <laughs> it is. It is. As as a young runner, and I hear people like training for them it... and preparing for them, and the logistics to it, and and all the everything to it, and I'm just kind of like, what. Why do you want to do that? Right, or or a friend of mine, he did a uh, he just did a hundred k trail run in like eighteen hours or something like that. Mike, yeah, and he's like, yeah, now I got to take like two three weeks off, and I'm like, I want to keep running. I don't, like, I I'd rather condense that hundred k into a smaller number so I could keep running every other day. 
That's just me, but you know. It's about. I know people. It's about the beer so much more sense. The end. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can of... have a beer at, after a five k, and it's the same thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But is it is it really the same have, thing? Hold on. Now. You can have you can have more beer at the end of a marathon. Yes, right. it absolutely is the calories. same thing. Amanda, right. now Keith, hold on, Keith. I don't believe you. I don't think you've run a marathon. So let's ask the person who's run a marathon. Mm. I've uh, run two marathons. Oh, oh, you have. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't mean to pee in your cornflakes. But so, Amanda, do you think the beer is the same at the end of a marathon as it is at the end of a 5K? Um, well, it takes a little longer to get the beer at the end of the marathon. <laughs> so at the end that's of the, the 5K, you can get it immediately. Okay. You're in the bathrooms, typically. Um, after a 5k, you can go and pour a beer right away and get one. Right. So I guess, you know, it's, I always end every long run I do when I, when I'm on a training schedule and I have my long runs, I end it with a beer and it is the best, most refreshing thing. Um, but yeah, it's totally worth it. And it, you get the hardware and you get the, the shirt and just the accomplishment, the sense of, yeah. I did this. Wow. Yeah. I accomplished this. My body just did this. It maybe didn't want to do it at certain times, but it did it. I did this. And it's it's such a, a such an amazing feeling crossing that finish line. I was just up at the uh, grandma's marathon. I did the half and my friend did uh, did the full. And uh, I run with a woman who who did the grandma's marathon and I got to see her. I saw her complete it. She ran it in 320, and she's just a great awesome? runner, a beautiful runner. And uh, it's so amazing to see her do that that it made me want to do it again. But I can't do it in three minutes. It takes me five hours to do a marathon. That's a long time. And I just, if I can I, do it in four, I might do it again. I did the grandma's last year, and it was one of the hottest ones that they had in history. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And but I felt if I'm, great. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Seth, this grandma's marathon is one that it goes up Lake Michigan. Is that correct? Goes, goes up. On. Goes up to no. Duluth, doesn't it? Yeah, it's Where Duluth, it and it's it's on on the shore of Superior. Mm -hmm. Okay, there you go. I just wanted to give Seth some vantage. Ge point. Geographic, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. All right. The um. So I did the Twin Cities Marathon twice, and I have – so I love reading about running history and running lore, especially, Amer you know, the Americans in the 70s, which sort of spurred the, the, the running boom in the late 70s. And Steve Prefontaine, who is an awesome, oh. awesome athlete, uh, he would say, you know, the perfect race – that uh, every race is a work of art, he believed – and he's, the perfect race would be one in which you give everything to it and you collapse at the finish line. <laughs> and uh, I can say I didn't collapse at the finish line of the Twin Cities Marathon, but I fainted in the pizza joint afterwards. <laughs> so I was that able counts. to do that, causing much commotion in this uh, in Cassettas in downtown St. Paul. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't call an ambulance, but they didn't. They just, wow. I woke up and I go, hey, what happened? No. I, I, I definitely like, I mean, because, yeah, a year and a half ago, I never thought, like, I'd, I'd run a 5K. and But, you know, now I've run three. And so, yeah, this stuff isn't, like, you know, off limits. Like, no way I'm never going to do that. But, you know, because I do. I, I, I'd like to run, you know, a 10K or maybe 10 miles at a time. That'd be great. Uh, I just realized, you know. Yeah, I just I got to work my way up to it, and and I, and I have uh, this guy Dino in my ear all the time. He's like, "Oh, just run, just go, just go at night, go now, <laughs> run." And he's always he's he'll send me uh, motivational videos of people running like 900 miles uh, in the Sahara <laughs> Desert. So this is what you should do. I'm like, I, I got to run 10 first. Let me run 10. He so. sounds like he's got a man crush on you. Right. Oh well, yeah. Watch out. I'd so watch out all for of, him. All, like all of that starts with. Um, the another Wasa guy, Mike Mead. So you mm. you were telling you were talking about the pass out story. Um, so Keith, I think you know Mike, right? I know that name. Is he co is he coach? No, he he owns that uh, 
that company that uh coffee bag printing company Rostar? Oh yeah. I don't okay. know him, but uh yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe Amanda, you know him? Him and his wife his wife teaches the yoga name down here. Name's familiar. Yeah. So uh Oh, what what's her name? I don't know off the top of my head. Anne. Anne Mead. Hmm. So anyway, but uh, I, I know I I know them. I right. Yeah. You know. So years ago, you can edit. You can edit this stuff out, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, of course. Um, so uh, that's code for no. I'm not editing. Yeah, that's shit. right. That's that's your subtle way of going. No, none of this shit gets edited. This bro. is gonna, this is going to make scintillating listening. Exactly. Right. But so um, years ago, uh, when another when Jason McCarthy started the Go Ruck Challenge. I said, Mike, you should do the Go Ruck Challenge. And so it's this 24-hour endurance event, um, and they held one. We talked Jason into bringing one to Madison, so Mike went down and did it. And uh, and it's just Mike thinks he's the most – at the time, he's like, I I can do this in my sleep. It's no big deal. I'm a super athlete, whatever. And so he went down there and just got his ass broke in this, this 24-hour challenge, and he thought, I'm just going to drive home, and he got – he drove somewhere and then he went into a gas station and fell asleep in the beer locker. (laughs) And so they tried to wake him up and he refused to get up and he, they literally took his wallet from him. And I believe they called his wife out of his wallet and she you know, then she talked him into getting up, but yeah. And then like, that's the same year he went and did, um, North face had a hundred miler in Wisconsin and he did a hundred miler in Wisconsin. Ah, but he he gave up running. It always comes back to the beer. Right, exactly. The <laughs> beer cooler is where it all beer. is. But he gave up running and now is focused on sort of the the CrossFit world because running has been was tough on his joints. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I I want have just to get the sort of static running questions out of the way. Have you guys had any running injuries? Well, yeah. You run, you're going to get mm-hmm. injured. Yeah. What are some of the cool ones? You're, you, yeah, you're going cool to do, need to explain that. Cool yeah. cool running injuries. Uh, like have your toenails fallen off? I I, I think have, mine was, was uh, doing my first 5K. Yeah. Like it was a trail run and I was not used to like, oh, running with all these people in a competitive place. And, and, and so I pushed it a little too hard and kind of hurt some stuff. Hurt like my lower <laughs> abdomen, and that kind of like stuck with me for a while. <laughs> hurt so, so stuff. yeah. <laughs> I have a great. I, one it was, just that wasn't because... a professional diagnosis, uh, but yeah, it kind of just went away. So, because I know that Eric hates feet. I Ashley love this. Hates feet. I have a great <laughs> running. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta step so away for a minute. Marathon. I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> Popping blisters under your toenails. Go ahead, Amanda. Oh, Let's best talk about it. Thing yeah. ever. You had blisters underneath your toenails. Blisters wow. under your toenails, and you have to actually stick a pin in there and pop them, and it feels like the best thing ever. Oh, mm-hmm. so it feels Great good stuff. to stick a pin yes. under your. I have a black toenail yes. right now, but does not hurt. Ooh. Why? Do, uh, why do, how do you no, get a black he, toenail? I don't know. I, I've I've run for all these years, and uh, I have never experienced that. I've read about it, and I go, "How does that happen? Why does it happen?" All of a sudden, I have one, and I don't know exactly what happened. Hmm. All right. My, my mo- most most interesting injury is Achilles, and that uh, bothered me for a long, long time uh, because. I read this book. It's a great book, but it's stupid. Um, oh, my God. It's by Christopher McDougall. Um, I cannot remember, but it, it focuses on the, and I'm going to butcher this, Talamuri yeah, Indians in Mexico. Guys. Hold on. I'll go get it. Yes, it's the barefoot guy. And I go, this is so cool. I'm going to get stronger, and I'm going to run barefoot. I hurt my Achilles, and it, it bothered me for a year. And I am going, I'm, I'm anti-barefoot running now. I, I'm, I'm actually an advocate mm-hmm. against that. My goodness. It's called Born to I'm, Run? I'm a Born maximalist. to Run. It's a great book. Maximalist? 
<laughs> yes. What's that? They have the minimalist shoes. I'm oh, a maximalist. Yeah. I get the most cushion possible. I love my Hoka's. Those are my favorite. I've uh, I haven't tried them, but I've read and a lot of my friends like them. My so what thing you, is, what do you like? See, this is interesting to them. me now. So we're talking about shoes. I don't have to talk about feet anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shoes. You got a you got a, a shoe preference, Keith? Uh, no, but I, I have. So I, I was hanging out around with this ultra marathoner, and this was about that time. And I was complaining about this barefoot crap, you know, and it's it's killing me and blah blah blah. And I asked him what he does, and he goes. I have a quiver of shoes. And basically what I do is I have two pair of road shoes and one pair of trail shoes and I cycle through them mm. and, you know, like every other day. And I ha- actually, I mean, the Achilles still bothers me. It hurts me right now, but it's like it doesn't affect my running much. It just hurts. And then, uh, but I haven't been injured since then. And they, I, I like them to be different brands, you know, different styles and different brands so that it works, uh, that it works my feet and muscles just a little bit differently, which comes full circle to what Amanda said about trail running, which I would like to give my kudos to is that because the, the, uh, the terrain is uneven and you have to, it's softer I think it really builds strength and it builds your legs in ways that running on pavement just doesn't do. But if you do a lot of trail running, you become a better road runner. That's my theory. It hasn't, I'm, I haven't become a better runner yet, but I, I, I haven't gotten worse. <laughs> so Seth, um, what are you, what are you currently rocking on your, on your hooves? I um, generally just try to find uh, the shoes on Amazon that are $50 or less. Um, that's what, that's how I kind of roll right now. Um, wearing these, uh, God, gaudy, uh, crazy big print Adidas right now. Uh, I really like them. Um, and so much that I might buy another pair like soon because I, I kind of feel too, that like any shoe that I like it, it disappears. So, uh, I, Mm -hmm. I might try to get another pair soon. So. But yeah, this is my second official pair of shoes. Uh, d- did the whole keeping track of my shoes kind of thing, and like, yep, that first pair got over three hundred miles. So this is my second pair. So what I made like you them. change? The 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 idea that you know you should replace your shoes after three hundred miles. But why? Because because I we just, have apps uh, that keep track of that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah but, but, so I I'm not questioning Seth. That's fine. Sure, it's a sure. great idea. But I mean, <laughs> why 300 miles? You know, so like I weigh 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. Is that you weigh 110 pounds? Does that mean you can go 700 miles in a pair of shoes, and I can only go 350? Uh, I, I I'm just not I'm you know why 300 did it did it feel different for you did you just feel oh this is what a magazine said or, or um, no I took advice of some friends um, took advice of of the app that reminded me with a nice email that said hey your shoes are at 300 <laughs> miles you might want to uh, uh, replace them soon and and just looking Seriously? at the gen- yeah. Wow. Well, wow. a, a combination, yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Ju- I didn't just listen to the app. I listened to some friends <laughs> that have been doing this a while, and sounds, so, like, sounds yeah. like a Nike conspiracy to sell more shoes. Ah, uh, not. Yeah, did, you not. do the same thing with car tires. I do the same thing I mean, with car tires. Yeah. You know, at well, a certain no. point, you need to change car tires because there's X amount of miles on them. It's shoes not are- the miles, though. It's the tread. So like a car, you can take your little penny and you go, oh, if I can see Lincoln's head, uh, I have to buy new tires. So I just buy new <laughs> shoes when... Uh, well, I also visually inspected the soles of my shoes and, and the tread was down. There bit. you go. Did you yeah. use a Lincoln penny, though? Uh, there was no penny involved. Oh. Um, I'm laughing. There was actually, oh, God. Amanda, do you use, do you yeah. use a penny, too? Yeah. Or, or <laughs> Do you rock a quarter? No. (laughs) Did you say that I rocked the quarter? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, No, I don't use the penny. 
just well, then I replace how do you, my how do you know when, when they feel like are... they're getting old. Oh, okay. It's a feel thing. All right. Okay. So. You can tell. Yeah, they. you can tell when they're starting to wear down and, um, you know, maybe your cushion isn't quite there or your arch supports kind of flattening, your treads wearing out. Um, if you're starting to feel aches and pains in places that you haven't felt it before, a lot of times it's your shoes. So, um, you know, it, it is important to keep ro- that, that shoe rotation is a- actually when you were talking about that, um, has a lot of benefits. So like you said, it works different muscles, different, um, different ways that your foot is landing, but it also allows your shoes time to breathe yeah. out, um, so that they don't contain all of that bacteria in them as well. Um, that's actually a really smart way to go. Um, the initial investment obviously is going to be a little bit more depending upon how, how much you spend on your shoes. But if you can get that and do that rotation, that's probably one of the best things to do. Well, oh, good. I'm like glad. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, I do, I, I wear them until they have holes in them. <laughs> that's good. Wow. That's great for support. Breathability, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I wear them from. Then I wear them from. Uh, you know, mowing the lawn. <laughs> mowing the lawn. Uh, <laughs> all right, you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna la- ask one last question because we've been going for about an hour, and this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you all for doing this. So, so do you guys have any <clears throat> goals as runners? Things that you know, because some you know, it's anywhere from the really the Zen thing of the. The weird Asian Keith brought up, um, yeah, the woods forest bathing, forest bathing, Mm -hmm. anywhere to to, to mileage. So, so what are your goals as runners? What are your goals? One minute to auto destruct. Uh, Well, I'll go first. Uh, So I got a whole bunch of goals, but so the seventy-two counties thing was a goal that would be achievable and not uh, not predicated on being fast or performing in a race or something like that. So that's w- that's just one goal. Another goal is just to be to get to a level of fitness uh, where I can do a long run of 15 miles and be able to mow the lawn in the afternoon. You do just feel okay at the end of that. And then, uh, let's see, I, I don't know if this is a worthwhile, this is not a worthwhile goal, but uh, I often wonder <laughs> if I could match my uh, high school cross-country 5K time, and I think that day is long gone, but I wouldn't mind trying to run around 21 minutes in a, for a 5K, which was sort of an average, not my best, but an average for my high school days. I don't know if that's achievable. I don't know if that's possible. Seth? Maybe. Maybe the a marathon. wise words of Eric Sorensen said, if you can think it, it's possible. Ooh. There hmm. you go. Seth? Uh, I think, yeah, I think for I think, me. I think we should end right there. Yeah. That's, I think that was Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, well, in, that case, in that case, I would like to be the backup quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Mm. <laughs> And now we wrecked it. So okay, so Seth, do you have? Do you have wow. Any, yeah. Do you have any goals as a runner? Uh, goal. I, I I guess to officially do like a 10k this year, before the end of the year. That's all. Too easy, Seth. You can do that. No, see, I I'm not I'm not into those super duper push it. You know, do the 10 miler, the half marathon. But I have many friends that are like, oh, come on, just sign up for a half marathon. You could do it. What? No, I I, I don't want to do that. But I think so. I think you should refine. I mean, doing a ten k, you, you, you. I can tell you're, you're, you know, fit enough to go. <laughs> at least have a time in mind, huh? Try to predict a time. Mm, no. Fifty fifty minutes. <laughs> no, I don't think I could do that. No. Fifty five. No, I think it would take me an hour. So aim for yeah. like a, an hour. Mm. Right. Right. And, I, and I here's be up there. He, go ahead. Here's the thing. Here's what's fun. So yeah. so I'm old and my times are getting old. I like to predict how close I can get. 
Oh, okay. and it wouldn't be, and I can't cheat the system. That's you know, like I can't go fast and then, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, go beyond my goal. But I need to to make a legit prediction and then try and get as close as possible to it. Okay. Yeah. No. I. I. The the time thing for me and the speed thing. I. I just want to finish. I just want to finish and not like die. Well, not That's dying. It. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. So I can, yeah, so I can keep running. Yeah. Oh. Amanda. Uh. Well. I've done a marathon each year um, for the last two years and. This year, um, I'd like to complete two. I, I just came off of a surgery in March, so I just started working out about a month and a half ago from that. Um, so I would like to do one in September and then another one in November this year. So I, my goal this year is to accomplish two marathons. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. That's Amanda, where, where do you live, Amanda? I heard Northwoods. Oh wow, cool! So, do you have uh, yeah. uh, do you have uh, marathons in mind? Well, the Manaqua No Frills Marathon um, happens in September. Um, yeah, that's it. A is great that one. it is No Frills? It is. No yeah, frills. there's not a lot of hoopla that goes on. It's a cheap entry. Um, it goes on the Bearskin Trail. Um, oh. Basically, they drop you off and you have to run home. So, I mean, oh. it's you don't have a choice but to get home. <laughs> um, and the then bears are after you. The one in November, <laughs> I right, exactly. Uh, November, Madison. November. November like in Madison. That mm-hmm. seems like a good time to run. Mm-hmm. Be nice and cool. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Ooh, might be cold. Yes I or didn't... no? It could be. It could be. It could be really cold. Yeah. Oh, those are cool. Wow. Do you guys? Uh, do you got? Oh, I. So we, we're going to end, but do you guys have like destination races that you ever think about? Mine is uh, uh, California, Monterey. I can't remember what the name of the race is, but. Hmm. Seth, not a destination really. race. Not no, not really. I I I like the idea of traveling places and just running there, but not necessarily for a race. Amanda, anything for you? Um, um Hawaii would be great. Mm. <laughs> Run one in Hawaii. I'm up yeah. for that. Iron Man in November. Iron Man. <laughs> right? yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> you guys, this has been awesome. I really appreciate everybody coming by. Seth, thank you. Yep. Amanda, thank you. Keith, always thank a pleasure. having me. Awesome. It was fun. Nice thank to meet you. you, Seth and Amanda. You as well. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. Nice to meet Take you Take care, guys. everyone. All right. Bye. You too. Bye. Have a good night. <laughs> uh, oh, you got some fucked up friends, I'm telling you. <laughs>